Hello and welcome from a very beautiful and sunny River Thames in West London. This is Mike Baxter and I'm here with June's Strategy Distilled Newsletter. Three things on the menu for you today. A new framework, the STEER framework to boost collaborative skills for strategy. And two snippets on strategy you might have missed. What if you had a strategy and none of your employees knew about it? And McKinsey's seven-step problem-solving process. Let's do it. The STEER framework to boost collaborative skills for strategy. Most strategies depend on colleagues across the organisation working together in ways that they're not accustomed to. Yet, how often are collaborative skills boosted to help the strategy have its intended impact? To address this, I've developed a new practical framework to boost collaborative skills called the STEER framework. The S stands for surface the importance of collaboration. The T, train people to collaborate better. The E, embed collaboration into ways of working. And the final E and R, evaluate and refine collaborative efforts. So working through them, Surface the importance of collaboration. Managers in most organisations tend to remain in their own lane. Venturing outside it costs time and effort, as well as incurring risk. Collaboration must therefore be made to appear worthwhile. So make sure, whilst introducing or reviewing strategy, that the need for collaboration is surfaced clearly in the discussion. It may be that strategy simply won't work without collaboration, or it may be that strategy worked on collaboratively will have more impact. Be clear why collaboration is needed. Work through the logic or the evidence showing why collaboration is necessary. Managers who take personal ownership of the need to collaborate are much more likely to commit to collaboration than those who are merely told it is needed. It's also important to bring deeper issues to the surface. What do people feel about collaboration? What experiences have they had of both good and bad collaboration? Give people the opportunity to share attitudes and beliefs and then let them discuss how to make collaboration work better. Next, train people to collaborate better. There are two types of training needs to think about. The first awareness training. This involves raising awareness of the things that good collaboration requires, such as strong social awareness. For example, recognising that different individuals have different communication abilities and different learning styles. Good communication skills, for example, the ability to describe a challenge clearly and specify the collaboration needed to resolve it. And active willingness, to share knowledge and offer solutions whilst recognising the contribution of others. There's also skills training. This involves training individuals and teams in the tools and processes that can be used to help them collaborate better, such as 360 degree reviews and how to do them well, how to audit a collaborative process and negotiation and conflict avoidance or resolution skills. So that's training. Next, embed collaboration into ways of working. Where individuals are expected to collaborate on a strategic project, make sure they're briefed together. 
make the processes, tools and data needed to do the work available to all collaborators. Provide shared working spaces, both physical and digital. Make sure collaborators have enough time to dedicate to their joint project. Big differences in the time available to work on a project usually results in different levels of ownership and different levels of responsibility. Where possible, encourage collaborators to take personal ownership of different sub-goals so they can get recognition for their individual efforts on some of the work. Always try to get collaborators to report their progress together. Ensure that reports and presentations credit all collaborating individuals. And where possible, have the line managers of each collaborator in attendance for key presentations of their collaborative work. And finally, evaluate and refine collaborative efforts. Whenever a collaborative project is reviewed, discussion should cover the facts of the collaboration. Who is doing what? How are they working, both individually and together? And which aspects of the collaboration are working well and which may be struggling? When the individuals involved in collaborative projects are performance reviewed, their collaborative achievements should always feature in that review. Make it clear that good collaborative skills, a genuine commitment to collaboration and evidence of productive outcomes from collaboration are all valued traits for progression and promotion within the organisation. So that's the STEER framework, and it was inspired by Deb Mashek's article in MIT Sloan Management and Schooler et al.'s work for the Australian Council for Educational Research. Right, two snippets on strategy you might have missed. What if you had a strategy and none of your employees knew about it? So asks Professor Timothy Devini of Manchester Business School. This was prompted by his research showing that 70% of employees could not identify their employer's publicly presented corporate strategy when compared to its three major competitors. The good news is that some companies are better than others in having their strategies known by their employees. Their secrets seem to lie in three key areas. Number one, they feature strategy and training a lot. This is probably due in part to some sort of rote memorization effect. Tell people the same thing often enough and they'll end up remembering it. But there's also probably a strategy contextualizing effect. The more the individuals see how strategy matters to different aspects of their working lives, the more meaning it'll have and the more likely they are to remember and apply it. Secondly, and perhaps most obviously, connecting strategy to recognition and reward during performance appraisal does wonders for strategy recall. This could be quite general, describe how your work has contributed to the organisation's strategic goals, or very specific, provide evidence of how your team has cut its carbon footprint, contributing to the organisation's aim of becoming carbon neutral by 2030. Thirdly, they recognise that some employees are more influential than others in spreading the word about strategy. Middle managers are particularly important in this regard, so focus both training and reward initiatives towards them. Next snippet. McKinsey's seven-step 
problem-solving process. A great deal of strategy is about problem-solving. Elements of McKinsey's problem-solving process are particularly relevant for strategy. Number one, define the problem clearly and concisely. Describing the problem context is also critical for subsequently determining how likely the proposed strategy is to resolve it. Step two, use logic trees to disaggregate the problem. Break the problem down into a cascade of sub-problems and sub-sub-sub-problems. The resulting logic diagram can then be translated into a corresponding cascade of goals and sub-goals to solve each of the problems and sub-problems. This logic tree of goals is, of course, a strategy map. Prioritize rigorously which part of the logic tree is likely to yield the best, the fastest, the most efficient, pick whichever one suits your needs, results. Step number four, produce a work plan. This is where thinking turns into action. Who needs to do what to tackle this problem and its component parts? How can we bring stakeholders along with this plan? Are we sure we've got executive commitment to the plan? Step five, problem analysis. What analysis needs to be undertaken to crack the problem? Problem analysis, of course, corresponds to the divergent thinking phase of strategy development. Step six, solution synthesis. How do we pull together insights from analysis in order to synthesize a solution to the problem? Solution synthesis, of course, corresponds to the convergent thinking phase of strategy development. And then solution communication, the final and seventh step. Problems of any complexity are rarely solved once by a single person. Typically, they need to be solved again and again across organizations. This requires lots of people to be able to firstly recognize the problem and secondly, know how best to solve it. So that's it for Strategy Distilled for this month. I hope there was something of value in there for you. And if you can, share links to this newsletter with any colleagues you think might find it valuable. Until next month, that's it.